0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Always a privilege to be able to minister the Word of God. It's been a little while, but God has something very special for you today. I said God has something very special for you today. Some of you might have that somebody-drag-me-to-church look on you. But before you leave today you're going to say, God, talk to me today. God wants to talk to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Okay, bring it, bring it up a little bit, Pastor Tom. He could get really uh, full, but not quite. There we go. Thank you. Hallelujah. Matthew 16, 19. Lord, thank you for your ministering to us by your word today. Anoint us to hear what you have to say and give me boldness i know the church agrees with pastor tom today amen, amen. in the name of jesus matthew 16:19 in the new king james version says this i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven that sounds like authority to me. I don't know about you, but oftentimes I, I hear people have this feeling like, well, what can you do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can take authority like we did this morning in prayer. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 19 in the Amplified Classic says this, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over some, all, thank you. I just wanted to make sure you were awake today. Over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. All the power of the enemy. I had the pleasure of sitting in a meeting where uh, Reverend Keith Moore was ministering. And this really caught me. He, he's so full, you understand. And uh, this, this little opening, it really touched my heart. And I think it's very relevant for what has happened between yesterday and today and what the message is about. He said this, you shouldn't go through a day without binding and loosing. I got an amen over here. Somebody's listening. He said, you shouldn't go through a day, not one day, without binding and loosing. Jesus said, it was the keys to the kingdom of God. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosed in heaven. And so many times Christians are letting stuff go. I'm quoting him, you see. And they can stop it. You don't have to wait for something in a red suit and a pitchfork to resist (laughs) if it's trying to hinder you. If it's trying to hurt you or someone. If it's trying to harass you. If it's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. It's not God. He said it's not God. So don't just tolerate it, church. Resist it. You've got to speak up. Don't play with it. That sounds like him, doesn't it? Mean business. Know who you are. He said, you've got authority. Is that right? You can almost hear him say that. And he said this. The more I've learned about this, I do this regularly. I think we should be doing it regularly. There's some crazy stuff happening in our world. And it's demon inspired. People are not in their right mind. I said, people are not in their right mind. It could be in the inner city. It could be in the suburbs. It could be road rage on the freeway. You cannot afford to not take authority over evil spirits and bad things. You have to do something. Don't just sit there and wonder what happened or how this happened. Take authority. Be preemptive. Don't leave home without taking authority he didn't say that I'm saying that he said this I do this every time I travel I do it every time I see the enemy trying to do something he says it's not praying to the father speak, it, what he's talking about is this is speaking directly to the enemy when you have authority Jesus gave it to you you're not praying oh God please do something you're speaking to the enemy and you say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he said this. I thought this was kind of funny. He said, I can almost hear at times demons cussing. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? Because they got plans and they work on things. And when you stand up and go, I command you to stop. I bind you. They're like blankety blank, blank, blank. <laughs> <laughs> because they can't do, they can't, they can't do what they were planning on doing. They've got no choice but to stop. I'm so glad to be a Christian. I'm so glad to be in a church that knows how to use the name of Jesus. But he says, if you don't do anything, if you tolerate it, you put up with it. Oh man, they'll do anything you'll let them, let that sink in. They'll do anything you let them. Wow. It says so don't go day after day and you don't bind anything. Amen. Amen. Don't go day and night, day after day and day, and you don't bind anything, because I assure you, every morning when you open your eyes, the devil's out to hurt you. It's out to hurt somebody. I know it's not a nice thought. But he is. He's seeking whom he may devour. How many you appreciate our pastor? <laughs> pastor Mark, he says, I'm a may not. He may not devour me. Are you a may not? Hallelujah. <laughs> and every time you recognize uh, something like, well, that's not right. Like what's happening in Israel right now. What's going on there? So many times people get upset with other people not realizing that we don't war against flesh and blood. Stop getting upset at your boss. Stop fussing with your wife or your girlfriend. It's not your dad's, not your problem, friends. It's not your coworker. Yeah, I, a lot of times it's spirits influencing people. I said spirits, I mean he said, and I say heartily, it's spirits influencing people. And he says... When you bind them, not the people, the spirits operating through the people, it stops. Hallelujah. You should try that sometimes at some family gatherings. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. You know. Aunt Big Mouth or something and Uncle, you got to be kidding me. You say, man, I'm so embarrassed right now. I'm really uncomfortable. Bind it. Take authority. There they are fighting again in the kitchen. Take authority over it. You'd be amazed how wonderful those family gatherings become. (laughs) It's a spirit. Somebody say, it's a spirit. Okay, let's move into this. Proverbs 28, 1 in the Amplified says this. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the uncompromisingly righteous are bold as a lion I did not come to church for 40 some years in this place to learn how to be shy and how to let the devil run over me I came to this place to learn who I am in Christ that if I make him the Lord of my life and I take authority over things something happens Praise the Lord. That there's power in prayer. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you learned that in this church? So you could be bold as a lion. John four four says this, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because, say it with me, Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. I like what it says in the Amplified Bible. It says, that uh, little children you are of God you belong to Him and have already defeated and overcome them the agents of the Antichrist agents of the Antichrist not everybody loves Jesus in fact a lot of people hate Jesus and a lot of people will hate you because you love Jesus but you could take authority over the spirit that's in operation there And you have overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because greater is he or he who lives in you is greater and mightier than he who is in the world. And by the way, the way that Jesus puts you over, it's not like that 14 inning game where you, okay, send out the water boy. Okay, send out the other water boy. Do we got anybody else to go pitch? And it's like we barely then, by some technical error, that you you won the game by some technical error. No, God gives you the overwhelming victory. Let me just give you a hint. It's a slaughter. Jesus overcame them and made an open show of them openly, triumphing over them, speaking of evil spirits, parading them around it was an overwhelming victory you did not just eke out oh it was just a a little technical foul and we won by a little technical call no this is an overwhelming victory that Jesus has purchased for you you are more than able to take the land you're more than able to do what you're supposed to do in life you're more than able to be a good husband you're more than able to do a good job as an employer business owner You are more than able. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I haven't even gotten into the message yet, but this is all good. Let me just encourage you that you ought to be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around seeking whom he may devour. You're to resist him, Stand steadfast in the faith. Amen? And then it says in 1 Peter 4, 7 in the Amplified, but the... End and culmination of all things has now come near. Keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. And I might add to that also for taking authority. Somebody said, Amen. Amen. So, let me just say that we are not supposed to give place to the devil. You know that, right? Do, Do you understand that you could give place to the devil by doing nothing or by cooperating with him? getting mad and being bent out of sorts with people you could you could give place to the devil but the bible instructs us do not give place to the devil now the message is kind of heavy so far so i'm going to lighten it up a little bit because i was speaking to pastor nancy and she was telling me the virtues of telling a joke (laughs) so here comes my first joke that i've ever told in my whole life in 40 years of ministry maybe 41 so here goes. I hope Pastor Brenda's proud of me. She's so funny. I tell you she just it just rolls out of her. Are you ready for a joke? Okay, now y'all better laugh. My mom's watching from heaven to make sure something goes on here. Once there was this guy named Bill who wanted a horse on Craigslist. I like that. Craigslist eBay, you know, next door all that stuff. Bill saw a Christian horse. <laughs> So he went to check it out. Bill got to the ranch. The horse's owner said, It's easy to ride him. Just say, Praise the Lord to make him go. (laughs) Christian horse, you understand. (laughs) And amen to make him stop. So Bill got on the horse and said, Praise the Lord. The horse started to walk. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Oh boy, the horse starts running. (laughs) Uh oh. Now Bill sees a cliff in the distance and says, Ah, ah, stop. Wait, 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 wait. And he finally says, Amen! And right at the edge of the cliff, the the horse stops. He goes, Ah, praise the Lord! (laughs) How would I do, Pastor Nassi? Was that pretty good? That's pretty good. Okay, okay. All right, good. (laughs) All right, praise the Lord. We've got a few features today. We're trying out new glasses. Let's see if that one don't work. Let's see, we'll vote for this one. That was the first one. We'll try this one. How's that? Okay, let's try this one for a while. Friends, the centerpiece of the gospel is what I call and what the Bible calls reconciliation. Reconciliation. A renewal of friendship after disagreement or enmity. To restore to friendship or harmony. To bring back to a former state of harmony. Our world is surrounded with strife. People are having a really hard time getting along. And that's not by accident. It's by design of the evil one. You've got, after all, you've got wife fighting with her husband. Husband fighting with the wife. Children's fighting with each other. Co-workers fighting at work. Is that Right? You even have, you know, you've got politicians fighting with each other. You've got sports figures fighting with each other. You've got rap artists fighting with each other. You've got country singers fighting with each other. Somebody's fighting. Just everybody's fighting with everybody. It's really hard to get to a place where people actually are not fighting. (laughs) But that's the way the body of Christ should be Psalm 133 says this a little off the notes it says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity Amen. I'm telling you some people come up to me and they say man I can't believe you're still here man <laughs> how long has it been well 40 some years like no way and man what kind of vitamins you take or something <laughs> man you look good man I says gracias man thank you <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll tell you what, one of the things that has been very, very much a life preserver for me. I refuse to walk in strife. Amen. Amen. You know, just a couple of times, if if, if you've lived at for any length of time in the earth, <laughs> you're going to find yourself arguing with somebody. So we're not going to have a show of hands. But it feels terrible when you have hard words with people and you're not getting along. Isn't that give you a... You know, let's face it, right there, do you know that knot in your stomach? And then you get home and you can't sleep very well and people saying bad words and calling each other and they raise their voices and they pound their fists. That's That feels really horrible. And then you do the silent treatment. You can't hardly... Stand the person. They can hardly stand you. <laughs> have you ever been there before? You could do a show of hands there. Yeah, just a few. There's a few honest people in church. Thank you. Thank you. Man, sometimes you have sisters that will not talk to each other for decades. I'm talking Decades. And some people that were inseparable friends, some, some misunderstanding happens, and they, they can't, you can't even talk. They can't even talk to each other without getting in a fight. Wow. Got real quiet. I'm going to try another pair of glasses. See, let's try this one. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's much better. I remember at Bible school, um, I saw for the first time a giant of a man. I wondered, is that Goliath? No, it's T.L. Osborne. (laughs) Huge man, very tall. He had huge hands. And he would come up to the pulpit and say, God loves people! If you've ever heard him, you know, he's very strong (laughs) like that. But God does love people. And He wants people to love people. But the world is full of broken Relationships. Jesus commanded us this. When someone asked, what's the great commandment? Mark 12, 29 through 31 in the New King James, it says, Jesus answered, the person said, what's the great commandment? You know, it says the first of all commandments is Hear, O Israel. The Lord, your God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor, As yourself, there is no other commandment greater than these. Think about it. There's no greater commandment greater than these. And then Matthew 12, 40, I like what it says. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Listen to me. It's not a suggestion. It's not an add-on option. If you're going to love God, and really if you're going to love people, it's going to take some work on your part. You have to do something. You've got to release faith. You've got to read books, dear God. You've got to pray. So I'm telling you, some people in my life have really increased my prayer life. <laughs> you know, and I'm not alone. I mean, I got some disciples. They ask me, hey, "How many times do I have to forgive?" You know, somebody just one, one, two, three. Jesus said, "No. How seven? No. How about seventy times seven? You've got to forgive." Anybody, your brother that wrongs you. Think about that. Somebody did the same thing to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I forgive you. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgive you. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgive you. <laughs> 70 times 7. Of course, that number isn't exact. It just means that you've got to forgive a whole lot more than you thought. And so the disciple says, increase our faith. <laughs> I'm going to help you today. God's going to help you today title of today's message is thy kingdom come in our relationships yes. you need power to get those relationships lined up like they should be hallelujah, hallelujah. I heard in hallelujah over here praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord I'm telling you the world is full of broken relationships people are afraid to bond they don't know how to love or how to be loved the very thing... You were made for love. We were made... We work best, you know, when we're operating in love, when we know that we're loved. It's a wonderful thing to be in a fellowship like this where people are forgiving and kind, you know. And if you make a mistake, you know, like, brother, dude, it's okay. I love you, man. Man, I really messed up. Stop eating yourself up. Let's plead the blood of Jesus like we sang today. And let's just get dust yourself up. Let's go again. Here, I'll go with you. That's what I like about Jesus. Jesus never threw another stone. He says, excuse me, excuse me, everybody, excuse me. Him that is without fault, let him throw the first stone. Writing something on the ground, everybody leaves. He goes, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then he says, where are your accusers? accusing people is the devil's business he's the accuser of the brethren but forgiving people and being kind and generous and giving them another go even 70 times 7 if that's what it takes that's kingdom culture around here hallelujah somebody say thank God somebody say there's hope for me after all not for me for you (laughs) (laughs) well there's hope for me too hallelujah I think that's good Praise the Lord. So we have a life mission, which is to light up the world. And all the world lies in darkness, you understand. But according to 1 John, I see that when you walk in love, you're walking in the light. When you walk bent out of shape with people or your brothers and sisters, when you're bent out of shape, you're walking in darkness. Social media is replete with fights that are going on. Everybody fighting with everybody. We went there before. And now we have another war looming, which thank God we've had a chance to pray. But y'all be faithful to keep praying. Amen? Amen. Keep praying for the will of God. But notice this. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 2 in the New King James Version, while she's putting that up there, if you're turning in your Bible, I'm going to read something to you that you, uh, 1 Peter 2, 9 in the Amplified, while she's getting that up there. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You have been, Colossians says that we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness or the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. Some translation says the Son of His love or actually a love kingdom. So let's get into this. Are you ready? Or do I have to put another... Don't make me tell you another joke. (laughs) Okay, all right, just checking. Isaiah 14, 12. Listen to this. "'How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning!' How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Weakened. I began to realize as I was praying that strife weakens a nation. It weakens their economy. It weakens their society on every level. It weakens... Do you think it's a real thriving thing in Ukraine with businesses being bombed and uh, buildings being demolished and now, unfortunately, what's happening on the Gaza Strip and and in, in Israel? That weakens a nation. Riots, pillaging, that does not strengthen our communities. It weakens them. And it's a strategy of the enemy. Do you suppose if he was able to weaken nations, do you suppose that he could do the same trick on you? I believe it happens in a micro level the same way that it happens in a macro level. Keep reading. Daniel 7.25 in the King James Version says this, And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. I'll just borrow from there. And you know, it could wear you out with all the protests already. And people complaining about everybody. It'll likely wear you out. But we're not called to be worn out. We are called to go from one degree of strength to another. We're not to go from riot to riot. We're to go from glory to glory. From one degree of love to the next degree of love from one degree of faith to another degree of faith hallelujah praise the Lord so one of Satan's prime strategies I'm trying to say this as clearly as I can is to sow strife contention and division he'll do it in your home if you let him He'll do it in your friendships if you let Him. He'll do it at your job if you let Him. But you have authority if you're born again and you're walking, submitted to Christ. Oh, that's a good one right there too. Sometimes we say, have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? You know that rolls off the tongue so fast, as your personal Lord and Savior, your personal Lord. It sounds like it's lost its meaning. But I want you to know something. The Lordship of Jesus Christ had better be personal in your life. You better know who he is and know that he knows who you are and be in fellowship with him. And not only this, you're not buddies. He's your Lord. And when he tells you to do something, you've got to do it. When he... Oh man, I've got testimonies to share about how I was just... Just be obedient if you don't have a prayer life, get one. Man, I'm tempted to have Brian share his testimony, praise God. But uh, man, I I tell you so many times, just following a little prompting, Linda, just following a little prompting will move you out of a very bad situation. Whew. God is good, friends. If you follow his promptings, let's worship him a minute. God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, we just thank you for guiding us. Thank you for putting up with us. We don't want to grieve you in any way, shape, or form. Forgive us, Lord, for holding grudges and, and being distracted, God. Thank you that we have hearing ears, praise God, and obedient hearts to say yes right away, to respond. Because in many cases, it's a matter of life and death. Hallelujah. Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19. Everybody doing okay? See the time, okay. These six things the Lord hates. Are you listening to me? Yes, seven are an abomination to Him. Now, a lot of people in the woke culture, and the cancel culture will say, the Bible is outdated. We need something different. We need something new. Sorry, but they're wrong. Listen to what it says in the, I guess in the NIV. Let's pull that one up. These six things the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to Him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, Hands that shed innocent blood. Now, I want to go a little slower because I want you to use your imagination if you've heard about some of this sometime in the last week. A proud look. Arrogant people. Hands that shed innocent blood going through the streets of Jerusalem just at will, murdering grandmas and children and innocent people. Come on. A heart that devises wicked plans. Come on. Feet that are swift in in running to evil. A false witness who lies. One word says under oath. And then here's the one that I wanted to settle on. And one who sows discord among brethren. Come on. A person who stirs up conflict in the community. We've got lots of that. It's really strong. ESV says this, one who sows discord among brothers. NET, a person who spreads discord among family members. The NLT says, a person who sows discord in a family. CEV, stir up trouble in a family. MSG, a troublemaker in the family. Anyone who stirs up among the faithful, says the voice. God's Word translation, a person who spreads conflict among relatives one who spreads discord and rumors wow that is just running rampant does that cover the case it says in Proverbs chapter 10 and 12 hatred stirs up strife it's getting dark in here don't worry light's coming soon hatred stirs up contention it says in the amplified but love covers all transgressions aren't you glad you're a love creation Hatred stirs up conflict, it says in the New International. But love covers all wrongs. Aren't you glad that you're in a family of love, not a family of conflict? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, we're lions. We roar and we're bold as a lion. We'll stand up, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> Horse story, I gotta stop that. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's look at this scripture. James 3, 13 and 17. You're listening so good. Listen to this. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? James 3.13. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but what is it? It's earthly, sensual, devilish. Many other translations say it's demonic. What is it we were talking a little earlier today? You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Your mother-in-law is not your problem. (laughs) Your father-in-law is not your problem? I couldn't get a rise out of some people on that one. They're demon spirits operating behind them. They're just pawns. You can take authority over that. Amen. Now, notice verse 16. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above, and we ought to be praying for wisdom for our, for our own lives, for our government officials, praise the Lord, for, for, for pastors and all that are in authority. Wisdom from above is first pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Amen. So let me just jump here just a little bit and say a couple of thoughts. I've heard it said and I can't improve on it. Strife is the manifest presence of the enemy. I was reading... I believe it was in the book of Acts. And um yeah. Uh but uh there was a there was a a riot that was taking place in the Book of Acts and it says that it was a it was a great amount of shoutings, you know, yelling back and forth and and then finally it was a city clerk. Thank God for city clerks. The city clerk calmed people down. Says, what are you doing? If you have a problem with these guys, these apostle guys, just take it to court and it'll be decided there. And he calmed the people down. But it says they didn't even know why they were there. All these people yelling, yeah, yeah, let's get them. They said, why are you here? Well, um, I don't really know. A lot of times in these riots that you see, people, they just kind of jump in and watch it. People, they just there's this thing. I mean, I, I haven't studied sociology like this, but I know that there's a group thing that happens when a bunch of people get together. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, it, it becomes violent. And then you stop and say, "Why are you here?" And they don't even know what they're there for. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Viva la raza, man. That's what I'm talking about. Says, so, "Why are you here?" Um, I don't really know. Uh, actually, I don't know. <laughs> it's a spirit. <laughs> It's a spirit. And strife is the manifest presence of the enemy. So, Pastor Tom, why are you talking to me about this? Well, because we need to learn in church how to get along. Then after that, we need to... I mean, I believe we're getting along pretty good, but you can always take another dose. Learn how to get along with other people. And secondly, you can help other people get along. Because you've been called to be a peacemaker like that city clerk God bless city clerks man somebody that has a good word in season everybody calm down like oh okay (laughs) hallelujah I mean if you've never been in a situation that was really rowdy then you don't know you don't appreciate what that city clerk did I used to work at the DMV (laughs) 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 I appreciate what that clerk did okay man you see some strange things at the DMV hallelujah now notice this in notice this in Galatians chapter 5 verse 14 through 16 in the amplified version and I want you to catch this about how we can learn to get along with people amen this will save your friendship this will help you get your kids back this will help you keep your job Dale Carnegie said that amazingly, in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, he said, people don't lose in business because they lack some type of training in, in the, the, whatever the uh, uh, business is. It's usually It usually has to do with lack of people skills. They don't know how to get along with people. And he finally realized, you know what? I'm going to pick somebody that knows how to get along with people first. Then we're going to take care of the other training. Yeah. Think about that. Many many businesses fail or people businessmen and women fail or how about this employees fail not because they couldn't do a job, not because they couldn't drive the bus, bus, drive the forklift, design the software, you know, do do the the layout Uh, design the website you know uh, paint the house lay the brick whatever it's because they didn't know how to get along with people boy it's really quiet in here maybe I should I change glasses okay we're going to go to the first one we'll take a vote at the end which one's better so it says this For the whole law concerning human relationships is complied with in one precept. You shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. Uh Uh-oh. But if you bite and devour one another in partisan strife, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh a human the human nature without God Every time you feel like giving somebody a piece of your mind it's not God And like Pastor Mark says You better hang on to that. You don't have many much left in your mind. You better hang on to every piece you got left. Hallelujah. I remind you that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And it's so important to take authority and resist strife wherever you see it. So I'm going to... And resentment. So I'm going to skip... Skip, skip. I'm going to share a couple of examples of people that are great examples for us. Helping people. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 and 16 in the message. Hebrews 12, 15 and 16 in the message version. I'll start reading. I'm sure they'll get it in a moment there. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. Wow, interesting, huh? Watch out for that root of bitterness. So let me let, let me just cover two quick stories here. This is in the book of Genesis, chapter 13, 1 through 16. And I'm going to have to summarize somewhat Abraham followed after peace. He went up, you know, from Egypt and whatnot, and he had his he, he took with him his nephew Lot, is that right? Do you remember? Let's go to verse eight. So Abram said to Lot, there was a there was a, a little bit of a disagreement. How many ever experienced a disagreement? You may dis- Here's a thought. I love how pastors say this. You may disagree with somebody, so learn how to disagree without being disagreeable. Do I have to say that again? Learn how. If there's something you disagree on, learn to be civil. I mean, you agree on five thousand other things. Why are you going to let this one thing ruin your friendship? Don't be disagreeable. You can practice. You could say, "Well, I don't really see it that way, but I respect what you I respect how you feel about that." Let's go get a burger. <laughs> and then it's all good. It's amazing what a burger will do for you. Yeah, cheese. <laughs> Okay so so it says in verse 8 it says so Abraham said to Lot please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen for we are brethren and if you read a little earlier in verse Verse 7, it says, And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. And, you know, the thing about it is, in life, there's some things that are going to hit you wrong. But don't let it bend you out of shape. Somebody said, amen. Amen. So, he said, You go this way, I'll go that way. You go that way, I'll go this way. Hey, no problem. I love you, man. And here's a a real vital skill that you need to learn. There are some people you need to learn to love from a distance. Learn to love from a distance. You put a little boundary down and it's, it's all good. You know, whenever you see them, you're kind to them. Amen you're 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 courteous but you already know that whether it's their personality or whether it's because they're just too much into this or too much into that you just kind of chosen and you talk to them about it man I really love you but you know I'm I'm just going to kind of put a little distance if that's okay man I love you though you know it's all good and you see him every week hey we up? you know See him the next week in church. Hey, I love you, man. Yeah, from way over there. I love you, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Your heart is at peace. Oh, every time you see him, you say, Hi, this is important. You got to get this skill. We're going to go into it a little a little later but Joseph it says that his brothers hated him. They couldn't even greet him civilly. It says they could not speak peaceably to him. You've been there. I know you've been there before. You couldn't even say hi without somebody without somebody you know getting in a fight about something. So, you know what happened? It says the, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Genesis 26, 12 through 35. Isaac, Abraham's son, is going out and he's settling down in a land, right? Well, first of all, he's so wealthy because, you know, when you walk with God and, and you're honoring Him and you're generous and you're obedient to Him, He'll, tell, he'll take good care of you. He was so loaded, the king said, you know, you need to depart from us. You're too great for us. you got to go. So instead of getting bent out of shape, he says, okay, I'll go somewhere else. But while he's out settling for something, I'll just paraphrase to save time, he, he found one of the wells that his dad has, had dug for him. And he unstopped it, and the water's rolling, and then some of the other herdsmen from the area says, that's ours. You can't have that. He goes, oh. So he said, well... You know, he was anointed, you know, but he was anointed to love. Shall I call fire down from heaven? That's not part of the story. It was, no, it's not part of the story. It goes, I'll tell you what, let's go to another place. So it shows multiple times where he kept relocating. He kept going. To, he went to another well, you know, now the, the Philistines stopped it up and this and that and and then the, the the herdsman, verse nineteen, the herdsman of Gerar quarrelled with isaac 's herdsman saying that 's our water and he called and, and so he called that name whatever esic, because they quarrelled with him, so then he went in verse twenty one they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one every somebody does that sound familiar in life I was here first he so like oh okay well you're you 're welcome to and you're minding your own business and somebody else hey I was there oh sorry excuse me go ahead after you I got stories about the dollar tree I am not going to get into right now (laughs) oh man that was really hard the dollar tree story never mind that one that's uh, I walked in love so look at what he says in verse 25 he built an altar and there called the name of the Lord guess what he says they, they, he, he dug another well and then guess what he, find, he found water there right let's go to verse uh, 32 and it says it came to pass the same day Isaac's servant came and told him the well which they had dug he said we found water and nobody contended with him he goes that's the right place okay and he stayed there what does that show you? Do not go out of your way to pick a fight with people. Don't be ugly with people. Be nice. Yield. There's a thought. On the freeway. Yield. Oh no, a- after you. That, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Some people they'll just take it from you. Yeah, I don't like that when people just take it. it she okay, no problem. And the guy behind you, ah, <laughs> Lord help me walk in love hi let's talk about I gotta, I gotta finish this pretty soon here let's talk about Joseph's story the brothers had a scheme to throw him in a pit and they sold him to slave traders and Joseph ended up as a slave in Egypt I remember that story but in Genesis 50 5 um In the New King James Version, Joseph forgave his brothers. And when the brothers saw that their dad was dead, they were kind of nervous because they thought, he's going to try to get even with us. But that's not what happened. His brothers went and fell down before his face and they said, Behold, we are your servants. And Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring about this day, right? To save many people alive. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. He comforted them and spoke kindly to them. I know that the walk of Christianity is not a cakewalk. If, if it is, uh, I'm going to have to have an altar call for you because you're not walking quite right. The Bible says those that live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. But you see, what happens is when you choose love's way when you choose not to yield to the spirit of strife when you bind strife I've got stories but I can't I don't have the time for them right now but when you bind that spirit and you bring and you're a peacemaker in situations there's a reward for you and sometimes it hurts it'll cost you something sometimes I said it'll cost you it'll cost you extra time in prayer Hallelujah. The Bible talks about, um, in, let's, let's go to this. Matthew 5 9, I'm about to finish here. Somebody said, Amen. <laughs> Amen. I might <laughs> have to get a joke up here before I finish. Okay, Matthew 8 9 in the message says, You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight that's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. I love that, don't you? That's what our church is about, helping people, amen? Amen. Psalms 34, 14 says, Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Strive for it, praise the Lord. Now let's see, I know that... There's so much more here, but how many of you know I've got to share with you the one joke about Mrs. Watson before I close. Hallelujah. (laughs) And then one more scripture. Okay, the account of Mrs. Watson. During a sermon on Jesus' teaching uh, that we should love our enemies, the pastor asked the congregation to raise their hands if they had enemies. Everyone did so, except for Mrs. Watson in the front row, who had just turned 95. Miss Watson, the pastor asked, how could you live for 95 years and have no enemies? That's easy, the senior citizen replied. I just outlive them. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the hang of this, Pastor Nancy. <laughs> I'm going to close with this little story, actually the, the one scripture, Second Corinthians 5:18 and 19 in the NIV. Second Corinthians 5:18 and 19, if you're following along with a, with a Bible, all this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message, other translations say, say the ministry of reconciliation. And we're about to close. I want to close with one story. I believe I've shared this years ago. You know, when you're in the same place for a long time to where you have to actually start wearing glasses a little bit you can't remember what story you told when but it's been a long time this is a good story there was a young man and this happened there was a young man going door to door selling some kind of detergent soap whatnot, miracle soap it was called Advantage at the time and the doorbell rang like oh no I do not want to get the door get the door I don't want to get the door get the door don't fight with your wife So I went to get the door, like, oh, look in the peephole. Oh, no, it's a salesman. I really don't like salesmen coming to the door. So I open the door. I says, uh, well, and he goes, yeah, I I wonder if I can, you know, sell you. This is some really good stuff. He says, don't even start. I'm just, we're really not interested, you know. And he was so dejected. Okay. And he's walking this way. He could have he was probably like, what, 18, 17 really young guy. And he's going around with boxes of this stuff and nobody's buying it from him. And then, you know, the Lord convicted me. He said, that young man needs some help. What I didn't realize is the Lord was really saying that young man needs reconciliation. So I went, he was down the street a little bit. Yeah, get him, go get him, go get him. So, I went out and I, I got them. I said, hey, hey, young man, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm supposed to have you come over to my house. And, and he goes, yeah, but I have to sell these or I'm going to get in trouble. Don't. No, I'll buy the entire box. No problem. That's why it's good to have money. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys running churches? Money, money, money. No, actually, all we want to do is be able to spend money to help people. That's what we want. So I said, I'll buy the entire box. How much is it? Okay, no problem. Just write a check out for the whole thing. So, so, so come on in. So, really, he says, "Yeah, we'll buy the whole box, whatever." Best soap I ever bought, actually. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. We found out what his story was. So, uh, how you doing? What, what's your? You, you got time? You sold the whole box. They're not expecting you. Whoever they are, they're not expecting you for a little while. So, what's, what's? What, my name is Tom. How? What, what's your name? my name is Daniel. He was just so broken. Come to find out, he's run away from home, far away from home, landed this little thing. He responded to some ad on the internet about come over here and let your dreams come true. And what they actually did is kind of like slave labor. They put these young guys up and they have them go through the entire city selling all this stuff and they can't get out of this. They have almost no money. So I'm going like, so, so this, are you, are you happy? Is this working for you? This company goes like, no, he's almost breaking down in tears. I'm going like, God he says, well, well, we got to help you. We, we got to do something. Well, what can we, what can I do? He says, tell me about these people. They're watching me. They're driving around. They're watching us. I goes, okay. He says, well, how, how about if we, um, how about if we took care of this in one day? Friday or Saturday. Let's take care of this in one day. Let's do something for you. Because how, where are you from? Wow, like Illinois or something. So we're going to help you. I'm going to help you. We're going to help you, right? By now, the whole family's jumping in. Kimberly's there. Sterling's there. Gabriel is there. We're going to help this guy. We don't understand back then, but I know now we're working on reconciliation. There are people all around you that need to be reconciled. And so here's what happened. I made a few phone calls. He says, "We're going to get you. We're going to get you home." The first thing we're going to do is call your family. Give me. He didn't have a phone. He didn't have nothing. It says, "So here, use our phone and call somebody. Call one of your family." So he called his sister. He says, "Hello, Danny. Is that you?" It's like, "Oh my God, I've been so nervous about. I didn't know where you were. Where have you been?" He goes, "I'm. I'm." I'm in California. Like, what are you doing there? So all this, you could hear all this emotion coming over the phone. You had me worried, sick to death. And um, so after they got that taken care of, I said, can I have the phone? Let me. says, hi, um, my name is Tom, and we're going to help get Daniel back to you. says, are you able to pick him up if we give you direction? If we put him on a flight, can you pick him up? When? Tomorrow, or I don't know if it was Monday or whatnot. So you know what he did? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, long story short, Brother Charles, are you here in the house? Charles, you don't know what supply you bring. Charles Tillery worked for United then, and you mean he worked it out so we could get a travel thing for him and whatnot. So he left early in the morning. He put all his stuff in a sheet. Everything, his whole life was just in a little sheet. And he was like a little vagabond and he, he met us at Royal Avenue at the church. I said, Daniel, before anybody, he says, he had to leave real early while all the people are asleep to sneak out. So we took his stuff inside real fast. He sat in the service, was really blessed. He sat with us. We brought him home for lunch. says, we got the ticket for you, Daniel. He says, well, I, I can go on Greyhound. No, 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 we're flying you. We're, we're, this is, we're flying you. He, he couldn't believe this is happening to him. And my boys are jumping in here. You can have a suitcase here. here it looks like you need more clothes. Here, here, take my coat. I gave him a really nice coat. And so we 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 have him really said, here's some money, and here everything. We'll take you to the airport. Called his sister again Monday morning. Danny was on his way home to be reconciled with his family. He made a mistake. He got lost. But that day he got found yeah. by now, he received the lord we prayed with him at our kitchen table he made it home by now danny must be in his 30s maybe maybe 40s that's right cuz our kids were a little younger but he will never forget and the people that you help to reconcile will never forget that lady That man, that skateboarder, that dude on the basketball court that took me out to jack-in-the-box and got into my business and realized I was a broken person and helped me to get back to where I belong. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. We're going to pray. God, I thank you that you're at work in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Lord, I pray that you have given this, this church the ministry of reconciliation, and really all Christians, but today in particular, this church, the ministry of reconciliation. We declare that we're anointed to help runaway kids. We're anointed to help disappointed, broken people that had felt like they had to run away, that single mom or that young man Or that older man that didn't know where to turn because Jesus, you are our peace and that you break down every wall of partition that has come between us and the people that we're supposed to be in relationship with. I'm praying for husbands. I'm praying for wives. I'm praying for fathers. Sons, daughters, mothers. I'm praying for friends, for broken relationships. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak a healing in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for changes of heart. And I thank you, Lord, for sending laborers into the field to help change, reconcile people back to yourself. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.